friends, welcome to the Chosen and Called podcast. Today, I have my friend Sienna on with me and kind of so random. I just ran across her account one day and just liked what she stood for on her Instagram. And so I reached out to her and it's just been amazing getting to know her. So today I have Sienna. Hi, Sienna. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're able to come. So we're going to do a little introduction into your life. Can you tell me a little bit of your life and who you are, where you live, all the little things about you? So I actually was born in Arizona, which is so funny because Ella and I were just talking about how she lives in Arizona. So kind of a cool connection that we had there. But besides that, I grew up in Georgia and then I went to Kennesaw State University. If anybody knows where that is, go Owls, but recently graduated actually last December. So it's been about a year. Um, But now I am the marketing director for Chick-fil-A. And then I also do Instagram and social media influencing. And so that is kind of where I'm at right now. But yeah. That is so, so cool. Um, What's your major hobbies or passions just as a random thing? So honestly, I'm kind of all over the board. I love cooking, baking, gardening, although you should not look at my garden right now. It's absolutely (laughs) dead. It's growing a lot of stuff, but just really weeds. Um, But besides that, I'm trying to think what else. I love being outside, being with my friends and my family. Photography is super fun. Travel. I don't know if you count travel as a hobby. I would travel more if I had more. I love to travel. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. So, so, so fun. Okay, so every episode we do a general question of the episode. So your general question is, what is the best thing in your life that you ever changed that helped you grow? So I think what I would say for this is more of like a mindset shift um, through college, which I can get into a little bit later with my testimony. But especially through college, it is just so important to have people in your life that have the same values as you, especially if you're going through as a Christian and just trying to figure everything out, it can be really hard. But a quote that I heard one time really, really, really shifted my perspective that said, you are a sum of your five closest friends. And I think that is just so, so, so true. And just looking at who are your five closest friends, that's going to shape the way that you think, talk, act, um, and ultimately encourage you in your faith. So yes, as Christians, we are called to be friends with everybody, but at the end of the day, you wanna look at who your close circle is, and that is really what's gonna impact you as a person. So I'm very thankful to have an awesome group of friends and just realizing, um, I mean, looking back, if I had had a different set of friends through college, and trust me, my college story is still so far from perfect, but just the friends that I do have, I'm just very blessed to have in my life. And like, just looking through and seeing how God has placed certain people just throughout my life. And now getting to look back at a a bit of the bigger picture and just seeing, wow, like that was God putting that person in my life. And I'm just very thankful for that. But you have to be intentional with who you spend your time with. So that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. You want to show love to other people, but not let them influence you too much. It's such a balance, but it really is like a vital balance to have. So we're going to get into your testimony a little bit. So can you tell me a little bit of your life and when you became a follower of Christ? So I actually grew up in a Christian home. I'm very lucky to have two amazing parents who love each other, love the Lord, and they're still together. So that was always a constant in my life. But I would say you know, even through high school, I didn't really make my faith my own. It was more of just like religion to me and just something that I did. But 
I can't really think of times where I would really just like, you know, sit and read my Bible and really worship and pray. But I mean, I feel like I, I, I did love the Lord, but um, it just wasn't really my own faith. And so coming to college, um, a little rocky. I definitely went through a party phase and, you know, had all of those things, even though I was claiming to be a Christian the the actions and the words weren't lining up which is honestly just such a very dangerous thing for the christian faith because um if you're claiming to be a christian and then the actions aren't lining up anybody who's a non-believer is going to look at you and think that's what christianity is and why would i ever want to be a christian if you know they're doing the same things that i am but they're just mm-hmm. having you know feel worse about it or whatever and so um that was that was a, a big part of my testimony for sure but going through college and I I did have a good group of friends Um, and then graduating, I would honestly say is when my biggest shift happened in my faith was finding the church I'm at now. I think it is very, very important to find a church that you can be involved in and find community in. And that was, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit, but just the power of prayer and how I prayed very specifically for a church that was Bible-based, had a lot of passion, had people my age, and met in person because this was actually in the thick of COVID and the pandemic. And so um, I just really wanted a church that met in person. And I visited a bunch of different churches, but when I walked into, it's called Elevate City. It's in Sandy Springs in Georgia. But And it's so funny because it's actually a church plant. So it was super small. They were actually meeting in a movie theater at the time. But I oh, walked fun. felt the Holy Spirit in me say this is home. And ever since then, I have grown so much for the Lord in just one year, honestly. And it's it's been incredible to see that shift just over a year and um, just relying on the Lord and um, finding amazing, more amazing community and girls that encourage me in my faith and um, th- their answered prayers as well. And so that's probably the most uh, recent shift in my faith. So yeah, it's it's honestly been a really cool year. Yeah, and there's encouragement to just be bold. I did the same thing. I started going to a different church probably like almost a year ago now, and it totally shifted my faith and really changed it. So just being bold and like being in the uncomfortable because that's where God works really great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So we're going to, I'm going to hand the wheels over to you and get you started on the power of prayer. I know you just mentioned it, but can you talk to me a little bit of how the power of prayer has really impacted your life? Yeah. So I would say just looking back through my life, um, I mean, I've seen the power of prayer work in so many ways. And I just had a few stories I wanted to share with you guys on just how I've seen it throughout my life. But I mean, even crazy things from I've been on mission trips to Guatemala and seen physical healing of people. You see something like that. You can't say God is not real. Like it is just so powerful and so moving. Um, But more recently, I would say, especially for Christians, I feel like a lot of times we, you know, we, we thank God for things and then we ask him for things. But the power of praying desires that God wants for us. We are on this earth to spread his love and his word. And so something I've started to do recently is pray specifically for God to put people in my life and opportunities in my life to share the gospel, which is just so crazy to think about because he might answer that in a way that you just had no idea this would be the way, but you know what? God works in those kind of ways. So I actually was 
you know, and I was praying, you know, God, give me an opportunity. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to be at the grocery store or something and somebody bumps into me and we get in conversation. No. So what happened is I was actually on a run and for this past summer, my goal was to run eight miles straight. I had this big goal. And so this day I was actually doing the big eight. I was setting out. I was super excited and I was running on my street. I was one lap down. And then this lady comes running out of this house that's on my street and she kind of starts like running with me and she's like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna run with you today and i was like laughing like oh she's just <laughs> checked the mail or something but no she was like actually serious and we i ended up walking because i was like oh my gosh okay i don't think this lady can run eight miles and at first i was like really annoyed i was like okay I am trying to do my final goal today and I don't know what this what this lady is doing but then all of a sudden it hit me and I was like no Sienna this this is God putting someone in your life like you've been asking about so take the opportunity and so we went for a 45 minute walk and she the first question she asked me was so tell me about yourself like you seem to have a joy about you what what is that all about and I was like okay so we're going to talk about talk about Jesus yeah and so she just had a lot going on in her life right now. She was actually at her son's house and they had a lot of health issues going on and a lot of tension in the house. And so she said she was just in the garage, just trying to de-stress and she saw me and she was like, I need to get out of the house. I'm just gonna go talk to that girl. And so I just listened to her and I ended up praying over her. And by the end of it, she was sobbing and she was like, I didn't even know if God was real, but I was praying for something or somebody to get me out of that house. And then you ran by and I truly believe that that was an answered prayer. And I was like, no, listen, I don't think you understand just as much as you feel helped right now. I feel even more helped and even more encouraged. Like I really, really needed to hear that. And for me and for this encouragement. Um, and so it was just a really, really sweet moment of just how you know, you pray for things and God will answer them, but it might not always be the way that you expect or wanted, but you know, it's just really cool to see that come into fruition. So that is such a cool story. I've talked about it in some other podcasts with some other guests, one of them being Alyssa on episode two, but we talked about like, she talked about being bold in your prayer. And like, instead of saying like, I'll pray for you later, like I'm here right now, I'm praying for you, like what you did. And can you imagine if you didn't listen to God and didn't pray for an opportunity, didn't pray while you were with her, didn't like use the power of prayer and how that could have impacted both of your lives differently? Right. I totally agree. And also, side note, but something that one of my closest friends taught me is to when you when you say you're going to pray for somebody, you know, everybody says, that. oh, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. Mm -hmm. But um, even with your friends what I do is send like a voice memo prayer of you actually praying over them. And so they can keep oh. them, listen to it. And just, I don't know, there's something about just letting that prayer wash over you and just hearing the words of knowing that person really is praying for you. It's just really special. And so that is something I would really encourage any believers to do. It doesn't even have to be for your Christian friends, for your non-Christian friends. And if you know there's something that they're going through, just send them a prayer and I mean, I've never heard anybody say, no, don't pray for me, you know, or um, it's 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 a really sweet thing and very powerful thing. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Very cool. Um, how do you how do you get into prayer? I mean, like, do you, how did you initially get into like this is a relationship with God and not just like I'm sitting here falling to sleep and I feel like I'm just talking to myself? 
you know, how did you really connect in the power? Um, I would honestly say praying, praying scripture is a great way to start. Um, it is really powerful. There's a lot of Psalms I like to pray, but honestly, at the end of the day, just talking to him like you would a friend. Yes, he is. He is Lord of your life. He is King of Kings, but he also, he wants to hear everything, even though he knows everything. Like, um, talking to him is so important because you think about it. How often do you talk to your best friend? all the time. You probably might call them, you know, every few days, you might text them all the time. And that is how that friendship works. It's, it's very two ways. And so you, you really need to, you know, take the time to talk to God as much. I mean, I, I swear, I will just find myself in the car and I'll just start talking out loud to him and people talk on their phones these days. So people probably don't think I'm weird. They probably just think I'm on the phone, but it, there's just something so relieving about being able to talk to him at any point in time. Like God never sleeps. He's always there. He's always listening. Like if you can't sleep mm -hmm. at night, like talk to God. And so just knowing that and um, yeah, I would say that has been huge. And then also something I was going to talk about later, but just the power of prayer journaling and just writing out prayers to God, writing out letters to him. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't have a lot of time, I like to just make a pra uh, praises and prayers list of just things to praise him for, things to um, pray about and ask him for. And just looking back and seeing even the little things of, oh, my gosh, wait, he did answer that prayer. And so that's been something really, really, really cool to see. Yeah, that is cool. I There's something so powerful about just, like, praying when you need to and not, like, only when you're going to bed or only before a meal and just talking throughout the day. I mean, one time that reminded me when you were talking about the car. I feel so embarrassed by this. I was driving somewhere and I was just praying to God and, you know, what you said about talking on the phone. And I pressed, like, the hang-up button on my steering wheel. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm in the middle of a prayer. And I just said, like, amen and hung up. So don't do that. But, yeah, oh my definitely, God. like, taking advantage of that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I would say pray about impossible things pray about really bold things because our god nothing is impossible for him and so um even when it comes to things that you struggle with or worldly desires i would say two huge things in my life and towards the end of my college i i was like you know what i feel very convicted about partying drinking all this stuff that i've been doing and so I was like, God, would you just, you know, to actually just take this desire away from me? And I thought no freaking way would he actually do it. And when I say it is insane, he removed that desire from my heart. And I, I mean, tra transformative for me, honestly, because at the end of the day, like we as Christians, it's so important for us to be walking the walk or mm -hmm. what is it? Walking the, talking the, whatever. Well, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, just doing, like, claiming to be a Christian and then also living that out is just super, super important. So praying um, against those desires because at the end of the day, we we live in a world full of sin and it's easy to fall into temptation and desires and things like that. Um, and then also I will say one of the most recent things that I've really, it honestly felt like a miracle in my life, but I was in Atlanta for the Georgia, Georgia Tech game. And I actually got a ton of my stuff stolen from my friend's car. Somebody broke in and stole like a thousand dollars worth of my stuff, like AirPods, Apple Watch, um, bridesmaid dresses from the wedding I was in, all these clothes, all this stuff. And I was so 
mad and so upset. And every day I would just remember something else that was in that bag and I'd be so upset. And then by the end of the day, I'd be like, but you know, what? it's okay. Stuff is just stuff. And then the next day I'd remember something else and I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay. But stuff is just stuff. And it honestly just felt like it just kept weighing me down, weighing me down. And then finally, I think it was like the third day I woke up and I was like, I just need some Jesus today. Like I really have not prayed in a while. I've just been so busy. And I reached over for my Bible and was like, oh my gosh, my Bible was in that bag too. My Bible mm-hmm. that I've had for like seven years with all my prayers and all my notes. And I just felt so discouraged and I cried so hard. But then I just prayed a lot that day and I came to the realization. I was like, you know what? This is honestly feeling like spiritual warfare right now. And I am not going to let Satan win on this one. And so I just totally shifted my mindset and prayed, Lord, please take away this bitterness in my heart for whoever stole my stuff. I feel very angry toward them. And when I say within two days, I felt no anger toward this person, no bitterness toward this person. And I just honestly like re-surrendered my life and was like, you know what, Lord, everything, because I felt like I'd still been holding some, you know how we like to give some things to the Lord, but then just, I'll hold on to Uh this. I'll hold on to this. And so I really just surrendered everything. And when I say the next day, my roommate came up to me and was like, Hey, my boyfriend's mom wants to give you her extra Apple watch. And then I was, I had all these boxes in my, in my room and it was collabs I had to shoot for that. I was just pushing to the side, pushing to the side. And I finally opened this one. I was like, I don't recognize, um, what, what what brand this is and it was my director team from work had sent me a new bible because they knew mine got stolen and so they sent me a new bible and then my uh boss at work he bought me a brand new pair of airpods and i'm just like oh my gosh like all these blessings all these blessings like it goes back to what i'm saying like surround yourself with people who truly care about you and are like gonna you know rally behind you and be there for you but at the end of the day like none of that was happening until i released it to the lord and that was like over a week after my stuff got stolen so just the timing of it all and just of me finally releasing that and allowing the Lord to work in my heart and take that bitterness away from me. Like I can truly say if, and now I'm just praying, I'm like, God, if you would allow me to meet this person someday that stole my stuff, I would just love to talk to them because <laughs> I think it would be so cool to meet them and be like, you know what? I know you stole my stuff and you actually should probably be in jail right now, but you can keep all of it and I'm not going to press any charges. And I just want to give you a glimpse of what Jesus does for us. This is just like a tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse. But I mean, we're terrible, awful sinners. And he sent his son down and died for us when we just don't even deserve it at all so that we can live with him in heaven forever. And so I don't know. I just think that'd be really cool. But I do pray every day that my Bible ends up in the hands of somebody and that it doesn't just, you know, end up in a dumpster or something every day. I'm like, God, let's send that Bible and it just um, make a difference in one person's life. Because at the end of the day, if even one person comes to know the Lord from it, it's all worth it to me. Like all that stuff, like with all the stuff, I don't care about all that stuff. But if somebody can find Jesus because of it, I'm like, oh my goodness, then you know what? Take the stuff and do it again. If that's what it takes. (laughs) Retake. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is a good format, I guess, for praying? Instead of like, because I know it can be really easy to just kind of be selfish in prayers. What is your suggestion so that you have selfless prayers that are to honor the Lord? Yeah. So what I usually do is I always open and just 
thank him for everything in my life. I think it's really important to just go in with a spirit of gratitude and recognizing all that he has done and is doing in your life. Um, and then I kind of just, I, I start praying for other people and, you know, there are situations, whether it be friends, family, anything like that. And then at the end, um, if there's anything that I'm struggling with, I always, you know, pray for myself too. I don't think it's selfish to pray for yourself. I think God wants mm -hmm. us to, you know, want to be our best. And if there's something that we are struggling with or, you know, like God, please give me more opportunities to like share you with people. I think that's really, really important. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I'll just, I'll just talk to him about my day and just know what's going on in my life. But I will say my favorite form of prayer would definitely be journaling it out. So. And I feel mm -hmm. like I, don't, I feel like it it flows a lot better and you're you're less likely to get distracted when you're writing and just putting all your feelings out on paper. I mean, a lot of people do just journal. So it kind of is just like journaling, but it's just writing, writing a letter to God. And then it's really cool because you get to go back and look at it, too. So it is so cool. I just moved like two days ago. And so I'm going through my room packing up and I found a prayer journal that I've had for like two years. And I just sat there and went through and it says mm -hmm. like it has like it's broken up in different parts. You like analyze a verse say what god's uh, trying to speak through that and at the bottom it says answered prayers and then next page it's pray praise ask or uh, praise repent ask and then it's like your truths um mm. and so just like reading through that and just the continuous prayers that he answered and ways that he moved in my life that i would never even guess on is just insane and like i feel like when i'm just living my life looking at like oh yeah things are going for me good this day this day this day it's so easy to forget that I've prayed for these things years before and to just like really reflect and be like, oh my goodness, like right now, God has been giving me this abundant blessing that I prayed for years ago that I never thought I would get. Right, right. And just being consistent with it because, you know, I still have things that I'm praying for that I haven't had answers for yet. And you know what? That's okay because it's God's timing, not mine. And at the end of the day, we might get to the end of our lives and and still not and still not see um, what we wanted to see. But when we get to heaven and then we can see the full picture, we'll understand why God does what he does and why his timing is what it is, because he is perfect and his timing is perfect. And I mean, I just have to trust that, that God, you know better than me. And so you just you just tell mm -hmm. me what to do. And um, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think also, like, I feel like sometimes when God says no to me, I think that's because I think that's the, honestly like the wrong thing, quote unquote, because no, like this would be great. But God says no a lot of times not to punish you, but to bless you and to protect you. Like you think about sex before marriage and God says that's a sin and people might see that as him wanting us not to have fun or not, you know, things like that. But it's truly right. to bless you and to protect you because it's best in the context of marriage and so mm -hmm. when he is saying no that doesn't mean necessarily i'm trying to make you miserable because he's not at all it's to protect you and make you the best fulfilled chance yeah no i was literally just thinking about that the other day how so many people they think oh christianity is just a bunch of rules y'all don't get to have any fun but at the end of the day none of those things are fulfilling at all <laughs> and that is only something that Jesus can really satisfy. And it's just so funny how we go through our lives trying to fill it with all these different things. And at the end of the day, they all are going to leave you feeling empty. 
And I can speak from experience of just going through a lot of those things and making those poor decisions. And, um, but I, I really, really do want to speak an encouragement to anybody who's in that position as well. And just know that God can redeem your story. And, you know, he, he calls us to not do those things and he will fix your story, but his love is too good to just leave you there in your brokenness. He's going to fix you. And then not only that, he is going to use your story and you can use your past to reach other people. You know, you think about, okay, if somebody went, went to jail um, and then they came out and they found the Lord, they could go back into, into prison and talk to those people. And that's probably going to be a lot more impactful for them to be able to talk to them than to somebody like, you know, you or me, who we've never been in that position before. And so they might be mm -hmm. like, oh, you, you don't really understand. Like you don't know, but mm -hmm. for me, I'm, I know, and I know what you've been through and I know you know, how it can feel. But now on the other side, I can tell you it is so much better. And just how God can, I mean, he can use any story and transform any heart. And so I just want to encourage anybody who feels like they are stuck in the middle of sin or stuck in the middle of those poor decisions. And I know college is really hard. And so I just want to encourage you that, um, yes, God can use you too. And um, then he can use your story to even further his kingdom. So. Yeah, I think that is so great that also like, you don't just sit in your sin and say like, I did this, there is no redemption. And this is defining who I am because when you're in Christ, that is not your, that's not what defines you. Christ is. And so it's you, you can either sit in it or you can use it for his glory. Like I'm not perfect. I've made plenty of mistakes and I've been a Christian in my whole life, you know, Yeah. but it's really something to focus on. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That is good stuff. And it's really cool to see too when other people do the same. And I mean, it's very encouraging to know that, hey, yeah, Chris, we aren't perfect as Christians, but that is why, like nobody is perfect except Jesus. And so that is why um, Jesus is there so that he can help us and just use our stories. And everybody is different and has different passions and things that they love to do. And it's just so cool to see how God uses everybody's differences to make his name known because you know if somebody's a photographer they're reaching a whole different audience than somebody who works in business and different things like that so mm -hmm. it's just really cool to see how god uses everybody and yeah those different ways and i think as christians i did a post on this a few months ago that we need to stop pretending we are perfect and we need to stop putting on this mask of perfection because when we are acting like we're perfect, that is one, putting ridiculous pressure on yourself, forming guilt. We're like, yes, I don't want to purposely mess up, but also like Jesus has given me the freedom to be forgiven. And I don't want to live in, in my sin and feel that guilt. And also like, you don't know how your story can help other people. You don't know uh, if someone's struggling the same way you are and that being vulnerable and sharing your story and how Jesus is transforming you right now. And when you're messing up, he can impact other people's lives. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it goes to the whole social media thing, too. Um, I mentioned earlier that I do influencing and such. And so it's it's really finding a balance of everybody's life on social media looks so perfect. And it's honestly just a highlight reel. And so just finding those moments that I can be real with people. And, you know, it's hard, but it's worth it. Because at the end of the day, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen. You still are going to have hard things and situations and bad things happen in your life. But that happens to literally everybody. The only difference is that 
you have hope and you have peace and you have joy through those situations because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's like, would you rather go through life and not have that hope? Or would you, I mean, cause you know, bad things are going to happen either way. And so I hope that that can just be an encouragement to anybody to just know that there, there is peace that surpasses all understanding that you can have when things are hard. And it's, it's honestly unexplainable, but that is just how God is. And so yeah, that's just something that I've been trying to focus on lately with my social media is just being being real with it. And I encourage other people to do so too. Yeah, definitely. As Christians, we have resources to get us through this hard life. And I, like what you said, like as Christians, it's, it's not going to be easy. And we're going to be even more of a target because Satan knows we believe in Jesus and he wants to attack that. And um, even though that can be discouraging sometimes, like when you have the hope of Christ, that it exceeds anything else. Right, for sure. Is there any Bible verses that you had about power of prayer that you, you wanted to share? I know you I, wrote out a few. Yeah, so I actually did have a few. Um, I will say Romans 8.26 has been something that has really, really been been awesome for me to lean on these past few months it's some my mom actually pointed the verse out to me but it talks about how if we are just feeling so down and we just don't even know what to say what to pray what to do what um the holy spirit in us actually goes to god for us and prays for us which i just think is so 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 cool and just really comforting to know that we do have the holy spirit in us that fights for us and is there for us and um that's just something that I would encourage anybody to look up if you're feeling like you're just in a really desolate place. Um, and then 1 Corinthians 10, 13, um, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And so just talking about how, yes, there is temptation. Yes, um, there are hard things in our life, but God is always going to provide a way out. And so just praying against the temptations and knowing that God is there. And I mean, Jesus was on earth and he, he experienced all the temptations. And so he knows how you feel and he can empathize with how you feel. Um, but there, there is a way out in that. And so I just think that that's, that's really encouraging. And to have, you know, accountability partners, I think is huge too. Um, whether it's with things in your life or with prayer or with situations, just having a friend that you can go to and you guys can keep each other accountable is is really, really important. Yeah, I think that's great. Like I, I always point that back to that. Jesus is not gonna tempt you. Like he, he's not there to make you fail and tempt mm-hmm. you. That's from Satan. And Jesus himself was tempted in Matthew chapter four for he fasted for 40 days and then uh, Satan offered him food and said, oh, and then I'll give you all the glories of the world. You know, things like that, that if he can face that temptation, we can face our temptations that we're facing here. Yeah, so, so, so true. So, yeah, that's that's just been really encouraging to me. And um, praying, praying with people is super powerful, too. So praying with people in person. Um, I don't know. I've just seen that really transform lives in a lot of different ways. And so I would highly encourage that as well to find prayer partners. That's great. Is there anything else you want to have as a takeaway for anyone that's on your heart? I know it kind of puts you on the spot, but. Yeah, no, um, 
I would definitely say takeaway from this whole talk would be that if you don't already have a prayer journal, I really, really, really recommend to start one. It could be any old notebook. It doesn't really matter where it is, but just um, being consistent with that. And even if you are busy and don't have a ton of time, still just write down those, those praises and those prayers. And that is something that you know, when, when faith is hard and when you're starting to doubt or struggle, just to look back. And that is just a very tangible reminder of what God already has done in your life and just an encouragement to what he can and still will and is doing. So yeah, that is probably my biggest, biggest encouragement and would be the takeaway from today. Yeah, exactly. Look back at the journal that when you're feeling like God's not going to come through, you can look through all his promises and all your prayers and every single time that he's been there and been faithful to you. Yeah, I agree for sure. Thank you so, so, so much for coming to the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. This was so fun. It was so fun. See, social media can be good. I met her on here and now she's on the podcast. So use your social media for good. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Be a light on social media. It can be such a negative space. And so I just encourage you to um, use it as a platform for positivity and encouragement. And it's also a great way to meet people too. Look look at us today. So there we go. (laughs) If you ever see someone on there and you're like, Hey, we could be friends, just shoot them a DM because why not? But there you go. Thank you again. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode and thank you to Sienna for coming onto the podcast. My prayer is that you took something away from the episode that can impact your day and happy Valentine's day to everyone out there. I just pray that, you know, the ultimate love is Jesus. And I pray that this podcast can be a way for you to connect with him. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to tune in with you guys next time on our next podcast.